If you were flipping through the Sears Christmas catalog in 1963, you might happen upon this description. Whether you decorate with blue or red balls, or use it without ornaments, this exquisite tree is sure to be the talk of your neighborhood. High luster aluminum gives a dazzling brilliance. Shimmering silvery branches are swirled and tapered to a handsome realistic fullness. It's durable, needles are glued and mechanically locked on, and fireproof, you can use it year after year. The item being described? The aluminum Christmas tree, a curious American holiday trend that experienced an uninterrupted increase in popularity every December from the mid-1950s to 1965, when it suddenly and mysteriously plummeted out of vogue. But was this sudden expulsion of metallic yuletide cheer really so inexplicable? After all, a TV movie watched by half the country was released that same year, a short film in which round-headed kids not only discovered the true meaning of Christmas, but railed against the pitfalls of holiday commercialism personified by the aforementioned tin conifers. How could such a small movie, starring such small people, lead to such a large change in a nation's Christmas time fiscal choices? We're the two gomers, we're talking a Charlie Brown Christmas, and this is Perfect Movie. Welcome, everybody, to Perfect Movie, a podcast about two regular guys who went from couch to marathon, and now they're making their way back to the couch again. This is Anthony speaking, one of those two aforementioned gomers coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, with my friend Steven all the way out in Flagstaff, Arizona. Christmas time is here. Oh, did I get the right key? I don't know if I was in the right key. Little little high. Oh, man. <laughs> no, but you're, it was your own standard. Okay, so here's something super cool. Yeah. Okay, Vince Giraldi. I thought it was Giraldi for the longest time. Um, we may have been saying that but, for the past 11 years. Yeah, Giraldi. I think so. But <laughs> uh, listening to some interviews this week, uh-huh. uh, studying up for this podcast, right. everybody said Giraldi. Okay. Um, is it the chocolate that is confusing me? Because isn't yeah, there a Girardelli? Right. Okay. That's it. That's why I say the Vince. J- Girardelli. Right. Or like Giordano's Pizza in Chicago. Yeah. There's all these just sounds. It should be Giraldi. Right. George. McCall. Wait, is he? Um, it, does he live? <laughs> this this Giraldi? Does he live or is he dead? No, actually, he died in 1976. Are you kidding? At Yep. The age of 47 super sad so he's never been alive when we've been alive nope wow yeah crazy little bummer yeah um so anyways this became a jazz standard man we're just like jumping right in here (laughs) um talking charlie brown christmas yep uh but the the, just the the song you just sang Mm -hmm. so he was like a jazz composer yeah jazz artist Mm -hmm. brought on for this and that became a a standard song which is which is pretty cool, like in the book. Yeah. I, I Singable, was, recordable. I was thinking about putting something about the music in the cold open there, and mm. I didn't know how to really how to categorize what kind of jazz it is. And so I just left yeah. it. Out. Like, is it light yeah. jazz? Is it easy listening jazz? No, I don't know. Not, e- not easy listening. That's like, 
when you're on an elevator. This is like, mm. ooh, elevated elevator music. <laughs> ooh, that would have been good. I, can I can I re-record he, the cold open? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he elevated elevator music. <laughs> Great. <laughs> now, um, now, the reason that it is elevator music is because this album yeah. is in every mall. Mm-hmm. In every elevator, right? Um, in every car, yes. Um, I mean this, yeah. You know what? We're gonna get to the score. Okay. I'm thinking when we get to our trial. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you. Yeah. Okay. So this is our first ever mm-hmm. perfect movie podcast Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, and we've been doing the Gomers for eleven years, and the Christmas episodes are like. Probably our favorites, and and uh, our listeners always super duper look forward to them, right? We've all we've always called them specials, if I remember right. Like right, the Gomer yes. Christmas specials. I wonder if that was, well, so so this movie that we're doing, and I'm gonna call it yep. movie, even though I told uh, my sons that we were doing this movie, and they're like, it's not a movie, yeah. it's 22 yeah. minutes long or whatever, and I was like, right. no, it's a TV movie. I'm gonna stick with that. Um, anyways. Yep. I always thought it was called the Charlie Brown Christmas Special. Mm. And even when you look online, like that title is used interchangeably with its actual title, which is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm. I think we called our Gomer Christmas specials that partially in homage to this movie that we're doing today. You are totally right on. And... I wrote that on the Gomer one sheet, Charlie Brown Christmas special. Oops. Yeah. No, no, that's okay. It's it's everywhere. <laughs> I, I would say it's either called that or its actual name, which is a Charlie Brown Christmas. Okay. Got it. I think we should not call it special because we're trying to prove that it's a perfect movie. How about that? Okay. 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 Got it. We're going to put it on trial. Yep. Um, so my question, though, mm-hmm. as we uh, before we head into this. Yeah. Is. Um, so we're we're you know a little behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. It's actually before Thanksgiving right now. Right, we're recording this on Thanksgiving week. Yep. But we actually don't have any time to record it before its release date, so we had to do it now. <laughs> right. Um. And so, I'm feeling, dude. I'm already feeling Christmassy. Me too. And watching this this week, mm-hmm. um, I haven't listened to the CD yet. Okay. Okay. We we talked on the Gomers, tons of times. And I evolved from nothing Christmassy until after Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, to now, I still save a few things until after Thanksgiving, and this album is one of those things. It's gotcha. too special yep. to me. Yeah, we are actually putting out a special on this feed. Yep. With yep. our uh, Christmas chat of I don't know I don't remember what Gomer movie chat of Christmas past, but as I okay. was listening to uh, old clips. There is this part where we talk about indispensable Christmas albums. Okay. Maybe I'll just put that in the special too. It's so good. Anyways, okay. you, you talk about this album being one that you will not listen to until Thanksgiving Day, would you say, or the day after? Uh, I would say day after when when we're getting our Christmas tree, which now we get before. Right. Like we're going to go get that tomorrow. Well, and this year... 2019 if you're listening to this in the way future right uh is a is like the short basically the shortest the christmas season can get because thanksgiving so really yeah okay so i don't think anybody should have any problem 
putting right. up decorations, getting their tree uh, early yeah. this year because it's not early. Right. Compared okay, to I didn't last think about year, that. which was the longest the season could be. And so, uh-huh. you know, this gift that you gave me last year, the five-year journal, I can actually yes. look back because <laughs> I journaled yeah. when we put our Christmas tree up. Even though we put it up last night, which is early, it's later than we did last year because of the hmm. the different time that Thanksgiving is falling. Dude, speaking of consumerism, I wonder how that time period between Thanksgiving and Christmas changes the amount of, you know, money made That's during the Christmas question. season. Yeah. Like an extra week of shopping. So is right? it that, is it that, People are just more insane then for the, mm-hmm. the weeks right. leading up to sure. Christmas because there's sure. fewer. And so it evens yeah. out. Or is it just like the space-time continuum is longer? Yeah. And so <laughs> right. that means more spending. Huh. Right. Uh, well, for me, see, I haven't gotten your Gomer gift yet. Okay. Right. Um, and so I would get it. Like, I, I don't know. I always wait till after Thanksgiving yeah. um, to do my shopping, usually right. mostly online. Yeah. And probably wouldn't buy any more, but I don't know. It's just an interesting thing. So, okay. So here's what I'm wondering though, dude. Yeah. Are you feeling like, like you're going home. So I want to just know how you're feeling for Christmas. Yeah. Are you in the spirit? Uh, I feel a little Charlie Brownie. Okay. Where I'm, I feel like I'm trying to force it a little bit. Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense because the season is shorter I'm like, yep. Get that tree up. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry. And he, he has this kind of speech at the beginning of this movie where he's like, I'm just not feeling it. Right. And should mm. I be? No, it's more like I feel like I should be feeling it. And okay. I'm not yet. Now, I'm not total Charlie Brown because right. I, I don't know if I'd ever get to that point. And all my friends don't hate me like Charlie Brown's friends (laughs) and are just like constantly, you idiot. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Everything that he does. Um, Yeah. But Um, I I would say I think I'm going to feel a little bit more. We're going home for Thanksgiving. I think I'm going to feel it without so much effort when we get back. And there's supposed to be a snowstorm this week. Two feet of snow we're supposed to get in flag. So we will Mm. return from Wisconsin Two flagstaff, two feet of snow. We've got the tree up. We did that so that we could come home and it's up. Wow. We yeah. can enter the house. Uh, and, you know, now with all these smart home things, I can turn right. the tree on when we're an hour away from the house, walk in, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Christmas time. Is <laughs> that is a dream. Yeah. Yep. What about you? Are um, you feeling hey, it? Dude, yep. Here, I want to play this clip. Okay. From this okay yeah uh and then i'll talk about how i'm feeling okay so let's get into the into this charlie brown spirit okay sure mm. i think there must be something wrong with me linus christmas is coming but i'm not happy i don't feel the way i'm supposed to feel mm. i just don't understand christmas i guess i like getting presents and sending christmas cards and decorating trees and all that but I'm still not happy. I always end up feeling depressed. Charlie Brown, you're the only person I know who can take a wonderful season like Christmas and turn it into a problem. Maybe Lucy's right. Of all the Charlie Browns in the world, you're the Charlie Browniest. Love it. 
I'm not so I'm not at that level. Right. But I think I need to be careful about forcing it. Mm-hmm. Or then I get like, oh, am I cheerful enough? Yeah. <laughs> right? Am I enjoying it? <laughs> Uh, right. So I, I think part of, part of the the forcing it a little not forcing it part of starting it a little early makes me feel a little bit like why aren't I feeling it so deeply? But I think that'll probably work itself out in the next couple of weeks. Got it. See, I feel like Charlie Brown like during Christmas. Really? I don't know. It's it's like the anticipation about it makes me so pumped. Mm-hmm. So okay, so like right now, dude, we just finished our last subscription concert of 2019 which is a decade wrapped wow like this is crazy to me like i have a decade's worth of work in the books dang walked off stage Mm -hmm. with my tux for the last time um and you know like that just made me super pumped to feel like that's in the books um we watched this movie as a family right uh and isla and i so this is our four-year-old we went to Home Depot because mm-hmm. we had to get some firewood because we're we've got a we've got a wood burning fireplace and yes that is the worst place oh, to get firewood because it's five dollars per fire basically you gotta do what you gotta um, do I mean yeah but <laughs> yeah that's great like we're ordering a cord of uh-huh. wood or whatever oh wow um but for now or maybe it's like a ha- I don't know um, but for now we just needed something yeah. so we went there and dude we found our new and only holiday deck that's up right now Elf on the Shelf which. Nope, not yet. Which at Home Depot, yeah. they are selling the Charlie Brown Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. You sent me a picture. I was wondering how long oh. you've had that. Yeah. So, so we, you know, they've got like mechanical Santas that are like, who, 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 that are like life size and super creepy. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You walk right by that. Yep. Uh, and then they have all these fun, like stuffed animal things that are electronic. And, yeah. you know, I, you know, you're doing the dad thing of like, Okay, just before we check this out, we're not buying anything. Right. We're not buying anything. Yep. And then we saw this little Charlie Brown Christmas tree, dude. Wow. I'm looking at it right now. So it's probably, yep. what, a foot and a half tall? It looks yeah. just like it. It's got that like yeah. cross two by four base. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Super duper cute. Oh, Isla or Lily just brought it in right now. <laughs> oh, good. That's recording. Uh, um, there it is. <laughs> I see it. Hi, Lily. It's got one single red ball. Yeah, I was like wondering, red... did you did you decorate it with that ball or was that on there? Nope. Comes with it and it comes with uh, Linus's blanket. Yep. Wrapped around the bottom. And it plays the music. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Nope. So... Um, new Christmas tradition in Great. the Georgeson family household. That is the first thing that, that comes out. And actually, dude, it makes a perfect centerpiece mm. for Thanksgiving, I'm guessing, because oh, like, yeah. it's totally see-through. You know what I mean? Like when you have it's like a so big thin. thing of flowers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's so, amazing. We're in the Christmas spirit and pumped, man. Great. Hey, why don't I, uh, why don't I read the VHS Okay. description um awesome so that we can we can actually get to reviewing this we had this conversation right before we started like it's a 22 minute movie will we talk less right <laughs> there's no way so so we do need to actually get going so i'm going to read yep. this vhs um as far as i can tell this is an early vhs copy that i found 
Okay. Um, awesome. And I really like this description. It's one of my favorites that we read. So here's here it's here's what it says. Okay. The Peanuts gang is getting ready for Christmas! Exclamation point. <laughs> Snoopy has decorated his doghouse with ornaments and lights. The rest of the kids are preparing for the school play, and everyone's in a great mood. Except Charlie Brown. He's wondering whether Christmas has become too commercial. Join Charlie Brown and his friends as they celebrate Christmas in the inimitable peanut style and learn the true meaning of the holiday. Mm. Inimitable. I gotta look that crap up. Sorry. That's great. That's a good one. <laughs> Should I have a dictionary near you? I do. <laughs> well, we have our phones. Good point. <laughs> so good or unusual as to be impossible to copy. So, like, unimitatable? That's right. Okay. Completely unique to this sure. item, to this piece of work. Yeah. So, so the peanut not style, derivative of anything right. and unimitatable. No, I guess I could. I guess I could argue that that it's been <laughs> imitated and copied right for right. decades since then. Okay, but you could say it's not possible to imitate it. It's possible to imitate it, but it's not possible to redo it or do it better. Right. Because it is the gold standard. Yep. Will forever be the gold standard and has never been made better. I like that. With all its flaws. Oh, I can't wait to right? talk about that. Yep. Now, yeah. So, totally. So, yeah. Okay. I got to control myself because I can't wait yep. to talk about its flaws and its perfection. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, let's... Um, we're going to do the Gomer One Sheet. Let's do that in the trial. Oh, good idea. Um, let's let's get to the trial, but first, I think we should play the trailer that we found. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, so this is the original, as far as I can tell, TV spot. Oh man! For this, everything special. is amazing about this. People, the way it's <laughs> just listen to the vo- like the sound of the narrator's voice. Yep. I mean, oh, so good. Yeah. Okay, let's go to it. Snow time, winter time, Christmas time. The time of sugar plums, Santa Claus, and at last, those lovable children from Peanuts. Enjoy a Charlie Brown Christmas. Meet Charlie Brown, Schroeder and Beethoven, Lucy, and that impudent hound, Snoopy. Here comes Charlie Brown now. Listen. Thanks for the Christmas card you sent me, Violet. I didn't send you a Christmas card, Charlie Brown. Don't you know sarcasm when you hear it? Be here as your favorite comic strip comes to life. This year, enjoy a Charlie Brown Christmas. Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm so depressed. Christmas is here. Not feeling it. Whatever. I hope you guys can cheer me up. Tell me what the meaning of Christmas is. I am just so depressed. All right. The problem with that oh. is that it is kind of close to what our phone calls sometimes sound like when we're on the phone with one another. <laughs> when it's we're a little not, too close um, to home. so so you know like there's this thing in in this time period you've got 
Eeyore is like the same huh. character, right? Like the sad sack. You know, yeah, a yeah. sad sack. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, those are two characters that I totally related to, dude. And still, <laughs> as a kid, you did. I don't know. Like, I just remember seeing Tim Owis. Uh-huh. I was in middle school. I'd be like, "How you doing?" And I always be like, "Not that great." <laughs> oh man! And then I say, "Just kidding, great." Um, <laughs> Lies. <laughs> yeah. Tim. Tim used to. He'd be like, "Well, at least you're consistent, dude." <laughs> Yeah, well, silver lining. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's it's not just... Like, one of the things Charles Schultz didn't want was for it to be, like, Disney-fied. Uh-huh. Well, right? that like, works, yeah. Gloss... Well, yeah. <laughs> I would say it's, like glossy. It's, it's almost no, no gloss, no happiness right. until, what, the last 30 seconds of this movie? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's kind of amazing. Like, I mean, like, thinking about the CBS dudes watching it, like, yeah. the Coca-Cola dudes watching it mm-hmm. and being like, this is not good. Right. Why you know, would like, you put this on TV? It's depressing. Yep. It lacks energy. It's kind of amateur hour. Yep. Is what they, they were <laughs> like, listen to the kids. They're not actors. Right. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Real quick. Speaking of Coke. And yep. that, and the um, LaCroix that you just popped. Yeah. I'm looking blue. at it right now. Is that just blue? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to open this thing that I have next to me because it's 830 in the morning. But I want to show okay. you a special drink. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. You see Christmas that? Coke. And it's cinnamon flavored. Yeah. So cinnamon Coke. Okay. That's new, I think, yep. this year. Um, right. Again, I'm not going to open it. It's too early in the morning. And I'm not supposed to drink sodas during... The weekdays. Um, right. But it is. Have you had this yet? Have you had cinnamon Coke? I haven't tried it yet. Okay, good. Um, I wonder what you're going to think of it. It is so strong. The cinnamon. Yes. It, it really? tastes okay. like somebody just dumped cinnamon into a Coke. Oh, no. <laughs> now, I really okay. like it. I think I like it. I, it. It really is Christmassy. I'll give it that. Okay. Like a okay. very Christmas, you know, they put out these, they also got this Sprite winter spice mix right now, which I really like. Right. Super Christmassy tasting. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure it's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you you got to try it and we can maybe talk about it on our Home Alone episode. But it's... Okay. Yeah, you, you got to get it. It's, it's out there in stores now. And you know my theory about Coke flavors of coke have i told you this oh yes yes like the like there are many flavors and then um you know when you add lemon it accentuates the the citrus that's already in the coke that right. theory yes so if now we don't know the the coke uh ingredients for sure the the recipe right yep only nicholas cage can tell us that right and remember i'm like 11 miles from that recipe you gotta break as in, i dude. stand here sit here <laughs> Record here. (laughs) So, yeah, my theory is if the flavor already exists in Coke, which Uh there's all this stuff you can look at, like what are the flavors in Coke? Dr. Pepper, too, is a really fun party game, by the way, to do the Dr. Pepper challenge and try to get people to list all the flavors. The 23 flavors or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So if that flavor profile exists already in a drink, 
mm-hmm. and it's just accentuated, then it's good. But if you okay. get like a Georgia peach Coke, which I tried oh. this past summer, it doesn't mm-hmm. work because your your taste buds aren't already used to that flavor being in the sure. Coke and it's bad. Sure. So it's like you're sitting at a mixer mm-hmm. and you just turned up the cinnamon. You just turned up the lemon. Right. You just turned up the cherry mm. or best of all, the oh. vanilla. Oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> totally. Um, okay. So that is amazing. So just to tie that back in, Coca-Cola yeah. mm-hmm. was the sponsor right. of uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas. Right. Um, just a little, a little bit of behind the scenes for people that haven't heard this. Um, they had done some uh, commercials, uh Charles Schultz, Bill Mendelson, uh, Bill Melendez, uh, Lee Mendelson mm-hmm. had done some commercials for Ford starring these dudes. Right. Um, this ad agency in New York, which is totally mad men. Oh, I can just imagine um, these guys just sitting oh, yeah. around <laughs> smoking and smoking totally. and looking at like <laughs> those like white sheets on the wall <laughs> with with Charlie Brown right. drawn on them. <laughs> totally. Like we need a Christmas special to boost coke sales for christmas right what should we do yeah and like how about charlie brown mm-hmm. um so they call up uh lee mendelson who's the the producer dude yeah and they're like okay we'd like to buy a christmas special mm. from you know a charlie brown christmas special we like what you did with ford yeah um can you get one to us and he's like absolutely um they hadn't written one yet though <laughs> and they said he said sure which is just amazing yep yeah no problem we've got it done yeah. <laughs> um said sure then they said we need it monday like a, an, an outline what um so he called up charles schultz it was like hey um i sold a charlie brown christmas special and we need to write it tomorrow oh my gosh <laughs> and then send it to actually to atlanta to oh. coke hometown so, dude uh-huh super pumped about that like when i heard that i'm like that's where i live man <laughs> so cool so those three dudes got together wrote the outline and like the whole idea for this yeah in a one sitting yep sent it there they bought it mm. and said okay we need this you know animated written done in six months wow um and then they hadn't done anything like that yeah so that was an incredible undertaking yeah that's great um so I can't wait to talk. Let's let's get into the trial. Okay. It's great context. Now we know what we're dealing with. That actually helps me understand one of my evidences that I'm going to put forth. Great. Um, okay, cool. So this is how this works. On Perfect Movie, we take a movie that we love. Yep. We put it on trial. Uh, Anthony and I, if we both love it, which we do, we both act as yep. the movie's defense attorneys. And we present... Right. Uh, Max, two pieces of evidence. Uh, my guess on this one is that we share a piece. That's just my yeah. guess. Uh, so yep. that's fine. Three to four, let's say, exhibits that we're going right. to be talking about. When we get to that in our movie rundown, you hear this sound. We chunk, chunk in. Uh, and then yep. we uh, go through the movie. Then we offer it to you, listener. You as a listener vote whether or not it's a perfect movie. Then in a couple of weeks, we'll come back. Anthony gets a vote. I get a vote. Y'all get a vote. And we see if this gets on the perfect movie list that we put in V'ger and send to space. Yes. 
later in the podcast, we're going to reveal a few good men, right? That's right. A, a wow. tight race. <laughs> Way tighter than Jurassic Park. I mean, I, I think I can throw out this idea that every movie that we are such good defense attorneys that everybody will like, yup, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to prove what we believe, right? According to Tom Cruise. Dan Caffey. Dan, Lieutenant Dan Caffey. Okay, dude. So we're going to trial. Yep. Let me read a couple things from the Gomer One sheet. Oh, great. Okay, so release date mm-hmm. of the Charlie Brown Christmas, December 9th, 1965. Right. Um, on CBS, mm-hmm. which I think is just interesting. Yeah. Um, this started the Peanuts October 2nd, 1950 as a comic strip. Oh, that's um, good to know. Yeah. Um, budget for it. Uh-huh. Coke paid them $76,000. Um, right. And then it ended up costing 96000 So I'm not quite sure where that additional 20000 came from. Yeah, I wonder if it was um, financed by Schultz himself, that last twenty hmm. grand. I don't know. Or, well, yeah. Do you just have twenty grand sitting around? I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't. Okay. I mean, it was very popular. I'm assuming Charles Schultz was yeah. very rich at that point. Um, You're totally right. What one thing that I read was, in comparison, how the Grinch Stole Christmas, which came out the following year, had a budget of three hundred thousand dollars. So that really kind of puts it in like this was a very very low budget, twenty five. Okay. Minutes. Okay. Yeah. That is kind of amazing, dude. I didn't know that. Yeah. So now if you're an exec, mm-hmm. I could understand if you're looking for like the Grinch stole Christmas and you get Charlie Brown Christmas, which is so much more lo fi. Yep. So much slower. Uh-huh. Uh paced. Right. And like pretty sad. Does doesn't have a real like I think, uh, like I mentioned in the open, it th- really the it kind of feels like a tacked on happy ending, right? Yeah. The, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. There's a long arc, and yep. <laughs> there's growth in the character. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. Th- this feels so different. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Totally. Uh, still stands the test of time. I know. Uh, we don't have a gross for the box office. I did find that they apparently made about five million dollars. Wow. Between sixty five. And 2005 on this, the three guys that did it. Yeah. Um, uh, it had 15.5 million viewers. Right. Um, won an Emmy Award, uh-huh. which is awesome. Um, great quote from when uh, Charles Schultz accepted the award. He said, Charlie Brown never wins anything. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a surprise. True. Thank wow, you. that's great. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um and that fifteen point uh, five million is mm-hmm. it's like an almost fifty percent share. Did I read that yeah, somewhere? That, yeah, half the people that were watching TV watched that. It's unheard of. That yeah. is incredible. <laughs> like I think now, um, if you get an eight percent share, mm-hmm. like if the Super Bowl, I think gets a twenty share. Okay, it's a good year. Yeah. Uh, and huh. I, I mean, it's a miraculous year if that were to happen. So right. 50% of televisions were, were watching this when it first aired is amazing. So cool. And Coke didn't want to do it. <laughs> right. And they were like, mm. um, 
Okay, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Highest rated so far of our movies. Yep. So lowest budget, highest rated. Um, <laughs> and then just a couple other just things to place us in the time period. Yeah. Um, this just, I don't know. I think the 60s are so fascinating, dude. Huh, yeah. Um, two years before that, Kennedy was assassinated. Right. Um, the Gemini program was in full speed for mm-hmm. NASA. Like mm-hmm. we're talking four years before we land on the moon. Yeah. Um, and last but not least, my dad mm. was nine years old. Okay, that's when this came out. Now, is this an important movie to him? I I don't think so. But I just think just thinking about like that he was one year older than Lily, our eight year old. Right. You know, like I, I'm just trying to picture and my mom was ten. You know, I'm just picturing our parents yep. sitting on the couch with their family, probably being one of those 15.5 million viewers. Right. So you 65, know? my dad was 16. Wow. So he's he's no he was Noah's age, my oldest. Okay, that's crazy. And th- he does really like this movie. I, I don't know. I hmm. should ask him when I go home. I don't know if he and his family sat down and watched this, but I, I wouldn't doubt sure. it. Sure. Yep. It just seems like something they would watch together. My dad's parents owned a gift shop. I'm sure they were already full on mm. Christmas time stuff. Um, I yeah. can imagine my uh, grandpa coming home, my opa coming home, them sitting yeah. on the couch at the end of a long day watching this movie. <laughs> I could see it in my mind's eye. I can see the apartment yeah. above the gift shop, them watching this together. Dude, I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So. This is a movie that I've seen many times. Yep. Watch. I remember watching it on my kind of giant boxy TV from when I was yep. very little uh, and probably mm. every Christmas since then in my life. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, we would sit on the floor, I remember, in front of the TV. Mm-hmm. Eating because popcorn. I think the TV was on the ground. <laughs> Which is why we sat on the floor. <laughs> or maybe it was like not very elevated. I don't right. Know. Well, the, I mean, you grew up, you know, kids of missionaries. Uh-huh. Right? So. This was when we were know, in Jersey. You, okay. So, New Jersey. Uh, now, I'm going to have to run all this by my family. It's, it's nice that I'm going to see them. Uh, but yep. I remember a large television on the ground. And we had shag carpet. And when we mm. would watch TV while we ate, which I'm not sure was that often, uh, we would kind of have the plates on the ground and the drinks on the ground and kind of like lay on our stomachs and eat and yep. watch whatever was on TV. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and definitely Christmas was big for that. I remember watching the He-Man spe- Christmas special. I remember watching all these <laughs> things, but Charlie Brown yeah. was definitely up there. <laughs> totally. See, for me, it was always the CD, dude. Really? It was it was always the music and then right. we watched it but just that cd on repeat wow was there a tape was there a record probably probably yeah there was pro- we i'm sure we had the record i would love to have that record and like dance around mm-hmm. and like it skip <laughs> you know like the little needle would bounce <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep. exactly yeah Yep. Okay. All right. So we're little boys. Let's pretend we're little boys watching yep. this movie. The yep. the um it opens with kind of the skating yep. scene. Right. And that song, Christmas time is here. Wait, Christmas mm. time is near. 
Christmas yep. time is here. Or is it near? Yep. No, it's Christmas time is here. Right. Okay. Happiness and cheer. Right. Uh, yep. So they're skating around, and then immediately we get that scene that you just played, which is Charlie Brown right. is just a depressed, sad sack about Christmas. First line of the movie. So, like, what were people thinking, actually? Like, okay, you, you, you've got your your family sitting on the couch. Yep. My dad's little kid sitting on the couch. And then the first thing is, like, super sad. Mm-hmm. Like, who? Now, he was this, this character is now 15 years old in in the collective consciousness of um of american viewers like right. they already knew that charlie brown's kind of like that and how old do you think he's actually supposed to be is a question is the question we were asking each other last night when we were watching it with my family like dude third I'd grade say, yeah i'd say between like 8 and 11 okay somewhere in there yeah not not older than like 10 no, I think yeah. he's I, he's probably eight to ten is my guess. Yep, yep, you're right. Second, third grade, something more there. Yep, and Sally is his younger sister, who is a year younger, I think, or supposed to be. Right, maybe maybe younger than that, but she seems more like kindergarten, first grade to me. So cute. <laughs> I love um, her. Well, actually, okay. So the the actor that mm-hmm. played her, shoot, I didn't write that all these kids' names down on our one sheet. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, but she, uh couldn't read yet uh-huh um and I so bill melendez no sorry he was the animator lee mendelson would feed her mm-hmm. her lines and you can and totally then she would just tell <laughs> yeah isn't that awesome like would just say them back yeah i'm trying to think of my favorite lines. like i just want what's coming to me i just want yes pause <laughs> you can tell that the, the actress says i just want okay right now say my fair share. My fair share. All I want is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. <laughs> totally. It's so good. Um, I love how you can sort of like, not not sort of, you can totally hear just like the audio, like turn on and then turn off. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's, yes. there isn't any elegant sound mixing in this yet. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like it's actually like we could do it way better in GarageBand <laughs> oh, yeah. now, you know? Yeah. And I was just thinking about when my brother and I had that business squirt shirts. Oh, yeah. Right. And we had Noah when he was probably two or three mm-hmm. do a commercial for us. And it was mm-hmm. me saying a line to him. It was all recorded. I said a line to him. Yep. He said it back. And then we just yep. cut me out. Right. And then and then made it sound like he was just saying it, but it's the there's an additional cuteness to knowing that there's uh-huh. that he's not saying it. Right. He's <laughs> just spitting out regurgitate regurgitating lines. Hey there, it's me, your baby donkey. I'm to tell you about squirtshirts.com. I know you love me, but you're always dressing me up in dopey clothes covered with ducks and bunny rabbits. At Squirtshirts, their funny designs are based on our favorite TV shows, movies, video games, and more. Go to squirtshirts.com right now. Squishers.com. It's like when you see the back of somebody's head on mm-hmm. um, Top Chef, 
and they're saying yes. something different. Totally. It's the ADR. Totally. Yep. And it doesn't sound like it at all. It's like, and then I made this thing. <laughs> and then I did the scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that happens on Survivor too sometimes. Definitely. Um, yeah. And it tasted mm. fine. no matter how but but this is just like the very beginning they're probably actually physically cutting Uh uh-huh audio tape and splicing it together well think about like um when he's gonna kick the football or something and you hear like those um classic cartoon like steps like right he's like you know, like you can hear it just cut in and then be like, eh, you know, <laughs> right. Um, that's so mm. good. Uh, OK, so he's depressed boy about yep. Christmas. Right. Uh, he goes to Lucy's psychiatry booth to try to mm. to try to get some help. Yep. Uh, she is mean to him. Right. Well, there she's sort of trying to help, but it's all kind of like this passive aggressive, you suck stuff happening. Yeah. You know what? Okay. I, I, I recorded a little clip. So so she's like, what are you afraid of? Uh-huh. Right? Like, because he's like, I'm sad. I'm depressed. Yep. Um, and she's like, maybe you're afraid of cats. Love it. Maybe you're afraid of spiders. And then, okay, I, th- okay, I got to play this right here. Oh, maybe you have pantophobia. Do you think you have pantophobia? What's pantophobia? The fear of everything. That's it! (laughs) The that's it. They use that's it, that gag, twice in this movie. Ah, Because when Schrader is playing the uh, jingle bells, and she's like, no, no, it's supposed to be jolly, no, no. And then he does that, like, tang, 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 tang. And she goes, that's it. And he, like, goes head over heels. Same. I I, I don't mind. That's a great gag, and I love it. So good. Um, Okay, so now we've got depression at the top and fear. Okay, yeah. Right? Yep. So here's just two themes for Charlie Brown. I Pantophobia. Love it. I feel like I love it. She's like, you're afraid of everything. Yup. <laughs> you're totally right. Thank That's you it. for that diagnosis. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she suggests a way out for him, which is mm-hmm. you need to get involved. You need to do something. Yes. And right. I've got a great idea. You okay. should direct the Christmas play. That's yeah. kind of a jump plot wise, but that's okay. And he's like, me? Right. Me? The really? director? And I think, okay, I think that maybe the first time he smiles. Yep. Because if you if you see that shot right there, he looks super happy. Just that smile that literally goes from the like his whole face, right? Yeah. Just like yep. a, scri- a scribbly line that yes. goes all the way from <laughs> ear to ear. Yep. Looks so happy. Yep. So he he goes on his way. Uh, on the way, he sees Snoopy mm-hmm. eating bones, which is <laughs> like he just yeah. eats bones, I guess. Right. So that that made me think of McRibs, which are out now. Oh, yeah. So you're once again, like, why are you eating the bones on the McRib? <laughs> Ray Kroc is watching the <laughs> Charlie Brown special. Yes. Like, That's it. I've got an idea. 
let's eat the bones of a of a rib mm-hmm. like yeah <laughs> what if you were to put like ribs in a bun be like i made a mcrib be horrible yeah but snoopy could eat it but apparently. he did it. yeah mm. um yep. <laughs> right he, he runs into sally who is who does the i just want my fair share speech is what I have coming to me. All I want is my fair share. It's just like boom, boom, boom. It's a, it's kind of like a, oh, it's a slow, short movie, right? But there's, yep, there's lots of jokes. Yep. Maybe. So this is what I was noticing last night. Sometimes it just feels like a bunch of four-paneled comic strips hmm. animated in a row. Yeah. And so you get right. like this setup, setup, gag. Yep thinking of that scene where he and lucy are talking about like yeah you're right i don't i get depressed during christmas too oh yeah why is that i never get what i want what did you want real estate incidentally i know how you feel about all this christmas business getting depressed and all that it happens to me every year i never get what i really want i always get a lot of stupid toys or a bicycle or clothes or something like that what is it you want real estate right okay well you could just i'm i guarantee that was a newspaper four panel comic strip yeah the peanuts right and that's what he was best at writing yeah right so you 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 saying that they had a weekend to do this yeah (laughs) that makes a lot of sense to me that he's just like pull it out put all the pull all the christmas peanuts strips out Ooh. That would be interesting, actually, to go back through Christmas peanut strips. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, peanuts. Yeah. Totally make me think of the Goonies. Really? Like, it's like, no, just the, the, they're a crew uh-huh. is all. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, the peanuts. We're, like, we're the peanuts gang. We're the, we're the Goonies. You know? We're the Gomers. Do they ever <laughs> refer to themselves as the peanuts? No, but that's what they are. They're the Peanuts gang, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. It even said it on that VHS thing. The Peanuts gang. Yep, yep. Because I was actually, I asked that to Aaron. I was like, what are the Peanuts really? It's like, that's their crew. Yep. They're the Goonies. Yeah. They go on adventures. They have stories together. Mm -hmm. Love it. They do life together. (laughs) (laughs) In the common parlance. Okay. Um, So... He got. He gets to the, where? Where are they? The high school? Do you think that they're putting this play yep. on? Some school, and I don't really get what's going on in this play. Just like they're just dancing. Yeah, like so he's supposed to be <laughs> directing this play. Right. He has one right. of those like long conical. Um, yep. Uh, directors things that make mm-hmm. his voice louder. He has a director's chair. Uh, they start passing out parts. And so some mm-hmm. of these parts, it seems like it's a nativity play. Right. But there's also the Christmas queen. <laughs> <laughs> I love when he's like, um, he just goes over how he will be directing. Uh, I love it. You know? Yep. Okay. So when he's doing that, um, yep. I'm going to chunk in here. Okay. While he's doing that, the music kind of comes up behind him when he's like, you yep. have to respect the director. That's the key of acting. Uh, <laughs> it cuts hard cut to probably the, mo- I don't know, besides the tree, the kind of most iconic image of this yeah. special, which is the kids 
completely uh-huh. ignoring him and doing this dance. Right. <laughs> They're kind of spread out around the stage. Right. It's almost a t- 2D shot, right? Uh, like a top-down yep. Legend of first Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Like a top-down yep. shot. They're they're all dancing differently. And so the dance scene is my first piece of evidence. And what it represents is that that happens again. And it's the exact same scene. And I'm guessing it's a budgetary thing. Same exact animation. And I think because of their budgetary restrictions, that comedic moment of them doing the same exact thing again is twice as funny. (laughs) They go back, and it's on this kind of loop, probably maybe like a two-second loop, where all of them are doing like a looped action over and over again, and that makes that scene... Okay, you're showing it to me right now. I I don't know. Do you have a favorite dancer? Okay, so here's something I was thinking about this, dude. This is basically um, GIFs. Oh, it's, you know, it is. You're right. Like it's the, like it's a like, boomerang it's like gif. The, yeah, it's like the first ever boomerang, first ever gif. <laughs> um, and and totally budgetary. Yeah, it's because okay, you know, I can't I can't remember how many I I read like how many um frame or how many drawings there are per second or per minute. Okay, I mean it when you animate and this is old school. Yeah, drawing and then painting cells. Yep. Um, it's just super time consuming. Yeah. Um, that's like the dumbest understatement. Duh. <laughs> Anybody well, can know that. Yeah, but, but I th- I think what you're saying is to save time, they had to do this so yes. quickly that there right. are maybe like 24 frames. Sure. On a yeah. Loop exactly. Here. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. So if we can do one second and then do it in reverse, <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Um. And loop it. And yeah. then put all those together. Okay, so favorite dancer. Okay, so we talked about this, me and Aaron and the girls last night. Okay, we did um, too. I had my boys pick okay. their favorites. Okay, tell me. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I just played the gift for you, and now I can't find it again. Okay, so I'm trying to find them. There, I'll, I'll just run through the dancers Here. real quick. If people don't have okay, it. there's the band Pigpen on bass. Mm. Just kicking up Tim some OS. clouds. <laughs> We've got Schrader's on keys. Yep. Uh, and then Snoopy is playing guitar for some right. reason. This is a new skill Love we it. never knew he had. So is this Charlie Brown, the director, brought his dog along, and then it turns out he's like a great actor sort of thing? Yeah, he's a great actor. He can do all those animal impressions, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he can play guitar. It looks like yep. a three-string guitar. He's playing. Yep, right. So then we've got the twins, these two girls who don't, who have like Linus hair, not much hair. Right. Just going back and forth. Arms raised, just yep. leaning back and forth quickly. Um, we've got a uh, naturally curly hair girl. Um, yep. She's got her arms flailed out and she's just going from side to side. Linus and Sally. I mean, Linus knows what's up. Look at him. Mm-hmm. He's just, he's, he's yep. kind of like, uh, they're doing, they're dancing together and it's kind of cute. And I like that. Um, yep. Then we've got the running man green shirt, just arms straight out <laughs> 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 running in place. 
Yep. Um, punching the air girl. Uh-huh. She's just punch, yep. punch up on the right hand, punch up on the left hand, repeat. <laughs> and then we've got yep. yellow, yellow shirt boy. Yep. What, what would you say he's doing? Shrugging? I love his move. Just look looking down. His hands are straight next to his body. <laughs> and he's just like bouncing back and forth. I love that. Looking I love from every left single right. one. Yeah. Okay, yes. So yep. what's your fave? Okay, so uh, the girls loved the twins. Okay, that's Noah's favorite they, too. He loves the twins. Okay, they love the twins. Um, dude, red-haired girl. That is supposed to be Jeannie Schultz. Oh, Charles really? Schultz's wife. Um, I mean, you know, like, because remember, so Charles Schultz is Charlie Brown, right? And then he gets the redhead girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. That's her, right? Yeah. I mean, yep. I've always thought if that. I've always wondered if that's supposed to be the redheaded girl that Charlie Brown is in love with. Yeah. That's it. And he does get the girl in real life. Um, nice. Too, which is super sweet. Okay. okay. Um, I love the bass player. I mean, I have known. I mean, we just talked about Tim, but he's not really Pigpen. <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, I have known bass players like that in real life or just musicians that sure. just sort of like carry with them. Um, you know, like their own atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's like a creative sort of thing. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. I think running man is super funny. Me too. Um, I'm going to say running man third for me. Okay. Oh my gosh. My top two, my top okay. two are punching girl. Okay. And that guy that's got it all together. He knows what his life is. This yellow shirt shrugging boy. Yep. He doesn't. He just like is carefree. Doesn't give a rip. He's like, this is my move. I don't move my arms. No. Nope. I just go back and forth left and right. I'm going to save energy. Yep. By, <laughs> by just putting my arms straight down. A very, <laughs> very subtle neck move, but it's very yep. effective. Mm hmm. Okay, I'm going number one, yellow shirt, shrugging boy. All right, yellow shirt. I'm drawn to the musicians. Yep. Obviously. Makes a lot of sense. Um, and then purple shirts. That That's the move that my girls do, like naturally. <laughs> the twins. Um, I don't know, the Linus that's with so the cute. blanket, though. Linus yeah, with that's the blanket, true. just like, he's just going like, eh, eh, eh. Yeah, you know? he might be best kept secret of this. Hmm. Nobody yep. ever talks about Linus being one of the best, but his dance rules. Yep. And Linus in awesome. general in this whole special is really the only guy that knows. He's Dude, the only level-headed character. You're in this whole so special. right. Okay. Like when we talked about Kramer, how yeah. you're not you're not one step behind everybody, you're one step ahead of everybody. That's Linus. That's totally Linus in this, right? Yep, definitely. Like he's the level-headed dude, and he's the one that that shares what Christmas is all about. <laughs> I know. You know, it. he's yeah. He's like, I've had this answer the whole time, Charlie Brown. You know, <laughs> why didn't you just ask? <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Here yeah. we go. Yep. So uh, the reason I put this scene into evidence is because uh, the mo the animation is cheap. There's like these scenes where you see Lucy's psych psychiatry booth and then the shot yep. changes and it's different words. 
Right. You see the tree (laughs) and then the shot shifts a little bit and it's got more branches or less branches. Yes. I think the flaws of this movie are what make it perfect. Yes. It's so interesting to watch. Right. If you were to go back and fix all that, which they wanted to do, Uh it wouldn't be the same. It would be polished. You know, like, it would be it would be boring, right? To a certain extent. Yeah. But the the flaws. The, so okay, I just thought of this. Okay. You know the little tree they find later. Right. It's 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 a skinny dumb tree, but it's yep. perfect. You you mm. went to Home Depot and bought one. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> For all, but the flaws of it make it this lasting image yes that's, that's lasted 50 yeah fi- over 50 Dude, years the tree like is the special or is this movie <laughs> right so you know the, the charlie brown's <laughs> uh, a charlie brown christmas is the movie version of the tree that's in a charlie brown christmas <laughs> right execs are like that thing is cheap looking yep thin yeah you know but yep. so good so actually, let's get to the tree shopping. So okay, the 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 play is not going well. Nobody's respecting Charlie Brown, right? It's it's a there, there's so many gags, so much fun stuff in this scene. Um, finally, he says, uh, "There's not even a Christmas tree," and Lucy says, right. oh, "You're right. Great idea. Your your job is to go get the Christmas tree." And some girl <laughs> says to him. I can't remember, but this is one of my favorite parts. Yeah, do something right in your life for a change, Charlie Brown. <laughs> so just, amazing. Just a genius line. So mean. I mean, we talk about John Hughes movies having mean kids. Right. Right. See, you know, here's another thing where like in John Hughes movies, mm-hmm. in this, in mm-hmm. stuff, you know, in this pre like in this kind of like time period. Yeah. Um, not, they're not in the same time period, but they just went for it with characters just being mean. Yep. That doesn't happen anymore. Not really. Like if you redid the opening of Uncle Buck now. Yeah. You couldn't like you can't. It's hard. It's even hard to watch because they're so mean, but it's so like right on. And I would say ex- the same thing about this movie. If you redid it. Yep. They would right. not be so cruel to him. And sometimes. Right. It, 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 sometimes that stings, right? But it works in the movie because that—that's just the dynamic Charles Schultz always set up, right? Totally. There's one line in the Thanksgiving special that I wish they would cut. Oh, what's that? Um, and that's when he said, "I could kill myself." Oh, yeah. I feel like that is the one line that I wish that they would just overdub, yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't like right. that one. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing so extreme in this one. Uh, right. Even they are super mean too. So right. he, he and Linus go out tree shopping, just like you did yep. yesterday. Yep. Home Depot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, what What was that like when you were at Home Depot? Were there aluminum trees? Were there? Nope. No. Not a, not a, nary a aluminum tree. <laughs> but we an aluminum trees, tree. right? They're yep. not aluminum anymore. Right. So that's the same thing. Right. Man, dude, the 60s are so interesting. Yeah. Like that they came up with this idea of like an aluminum tree. Yeah. 
You know, like it's like that period of time, mm-hmm. like post World War Two. Yeah. 50s and 60s. They're just creating what we are now living in, like yeah. modern day U.S. That's totally true. You know what I mean? Yep. Like they created television. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, you know, like like networks, um, you know, like network news, right. anything that we just count as like normal American life, malls, <laughs> fast food. Yeah. You know, like it's all in that time period. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. I mean, Ray Kroc, I was just talking about that. Like all yep. of that was right. happening 50s, 60s, and we're reaping the benefits, question mark, yeah. <laughs> of that today. Right, I don't exactly. Know. It's like the... Um, the hyper industrialized mm-hmm. um everything is name brand yep um you know it, it's like our our consumeristic culture which i think is so interesting that charlie brown was talking about it in 1965 and that it was funded right? by coke this yeah <laughs> <laughs> like one of the biggest companies in the united states then and now maybe and, yeah, and then maybe they make this of, movie right. That's so anti-commercialism. Right, right. <laughs> to sell Coke. Yep. <laughs> so that is crazy. Good job, guys. Yeah. You really stuck yeah. it to the man. So speaking of that, they go to this like the the picture of commercialism, this Christmas tree right. farm. Yep. They knock on the now this isn't what aluminum trees actually were. They were just like branches with aluminum thing. But I love the image of just like a metal. <laughs> yeah tree yeah. that he knocks on it that one time and it's like clang 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 yeah yeah like a big coke can yep <laughs> uh and then just like you guys yesterday at home depot they find the tree mm. little shrimpy boy yep one ornament yep oh is an ornament on there yet in the mm, christmas shoot. tree farm maybe not i don't i can't remember i don't yeah. think so i think it's just branches Yep. And they decide this is it. Right. And they bring it back. Mm. And nobody's happy about it. Right. Okay. So this director scene, this whole thing, because he goes back, mm-hmm. super not happy about it. I, I had this like idea that this whole director scene is really just a stress dream. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Nobody listens to you. Yep. Like everything's going wrong, uh-huh. everybody's mad at you. Yeah, it's one of those stress dreams that you wake up from, and you're like, I can't do anything right. <laughs> yeah, you and know, it's like, got that performance element, and like a, it, yes. you've got to do this soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's giving me making me sweaty a little bit thinking about. I know. It. Um, okay, dude. So I think it's about time. Where are we at in this? Okay, so we're almost done. I mean, it, there's they've probably got the tree. Four, three or four minutes left of the movie. Right, you're like this movie is is uh is so short. Yeah. Um All right, dude. We've mentioned this tons of times. It's time to talk about the score. Now, I'm just like have I I'm just the score guy. Great. Is that my evidence every single time? <laughs> so what? That's great. I love it. Okay. So it, it wasn't my evidence, during, it wasn't during our planes trains. <laughs> well, you're it, right. It was evidence against before we knew we were yep. allowed to do so, that. Yeah. That was before we decided on the stricken from the evidence. Right. Or stricken yeah. from the stricken record. Stricken from the record, right. Um, okay, so my chunk in here, my piece of evidence, mm-hmm. uh, 
exhibit B is yeah. the score to this movie. Yep. Um, so Vince Guaraldi, mm-hmm. jazz combo dude, um, just uh, you know, playing clubs, recording music, and okay, this this kind of blew me away. Um, because I got to hear um I found a podcast, it's like Studio 360 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where they actually interview the drummer. Oh, from the Vince Guaraldi band. Whoa. Um, or trio, which is super neat. Like, yeah. imagine if you were on this, you know, you, th- you think you think these guys get residuals? Uh, they probably do. They get they get um, like a check every month from. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, probably not the musicians, but I bet maybe the voice actors. I don't know if it was too yeah. early for this, but like now if you're in a special like this. You, you negotiate residuals, you get like a couple bucks every month. Uh, right. But but what? Who knows? You get it. You, you say, okay, fine, I'll play drums on this in this jazz yeah. thing. It's going to be on some cartoon. Right. And then people it, listen it, to you forever. Yeah. It's one of those gigs that you can't believe you got invited to like uh-huh. 30 years later. Yeah. Um, and there are so few of those. Like, like, remember when the London Symphony was walking into Abbey Road Studios and we're recording some star film? <laughs> some space you know? saga. Yes. Uh, right. Sort of like a Western. Okay, uh-huh. fine. I guess I'll play some French cereal. horn that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then... it, And then it becomes the most iconic score ever. But, yeah. like, they were... They did something that morning and then they mm-hmm. went and did that. So that's the same thing. This drummer... Um, goes in and sure I'll record some some stuff for that yeah um okay so he was a pianist Vince Guaraldi um Lee Mendelson the uh producer of this mm-hmm. is driving in his car the story goes across San Francisco bridge yeah and he hears this so this is a song called this is actually George Winston playing yeah it's a song called cast your fate to the wind right and Mendelssohn was like, I think that's a great sound for Charlie Brown. Huh. So he calls him up, said, hey, I'd like you to write some music for okay. this Christmas thing we're going to do about Charlie Brown. Um, he's like, sure, I'll do it. Charles Schultz apparently did not like jazz. Doesn't like jazz, right. And he wanted the score, actually, for this to be more like classical, more classic. Huh. Um, which is kind of represented. That. Oh. This is one of those moves that made it. That's why this is my evidence. It's like, right. it's what makes it perfect. Yeah. Is he wanted it to be more classic, have Christmas hymns, which it does. Uh-huh. Um, think about Schrader playing classical music. He gets it in there. Um, yeah. Yep. That's a total nod to that. Okay. Um, but I guess basically Vince Guaraldi came up with this Lin- Linus and Lucy theme and played it for Mendelssohn over the phone and was like, how's this? I love it. And he's like, that's it. And he invented the sound of Charlie Brown, you know? Over the phone. (laughs) Over the phone. Because he he said, I need to play it for you right now, not in person, because I don't want to forget it. (laughs) I I wonder if kind of the rush on this. Yeah. Is is why it, like, it's just the perfect storm, right? Like, they they all had to, like. Totally. Okay, fine. uh, That sounded great over the phone. Just do it. Where if they had had. six more months they would have second guessed themselves yep it's like 
they're under a deadline. Like think mm-hmm. about Home Alone score con- composed in like six weeks or whatever. Like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man. Like so, it there was no time to like redo it or to like over over analyze, overthink it. You know. I wonder if there's something there. Like I need I need yep. stricter deadlines for the things that I do because I know, I know I do that too, dude. I overthink. Yeah. I know you never do this, but no, never. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that's why a deadline helps, right? You're like sometimes your first idea is the best idea, and, yeah. And working hard on that because you have no other choice produces yep. a great product. I think that's what's happening here. Totally. Um, he liked the way that it sounded both like adult like Mm -hmm. you know fun yeah for for parents but then it's kind of sounded like kid like yeah like this this um the the jazz music it just sounds happy Mm -hmm. although christmas time is here has a little melancholy to it i I love the mix actually of yep um the charlie brown of it yep right and also the wait a minute is that in there or is that in thanksgiving one Ooh, you're right. What I think that's that the Thanksgiving one. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love that score. And all the Charlie Brown also, specials. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, actually, it's kind of fun how it develops. Because mm-hmm. actually, he ends up dies, dying in 76. They keep his theme. Okay. But remember, they've got like... Little birdie, mm-hmm. why don't you fly upside down? Why do you fly upside down? Oh man, that dude, that CD, the the Wynton Marsalis. I mean, Wynton Marsalis talks about Vince Guaraldi as being uh, inspirational. The the music of Charlie Brown being a like a touchstone for him, and he grew up around music wow you know like it being very important to him yeah dude also the kids singing Mm. like they just they just um he had written christmas time is here yeah i think we said this earlier lee mendelson wrote the lyrics super fast because he couldn't find anybody to write it for him and he wrote it in like 15 minutes he's not a writer he's not a musician um (laughs) and then they just brought kids into the studio to Uh just record that song quick yeah it's another one of those like okay i wrote this on a napkin Okay, let's find some kids and record it. And it's like in every mall now. You could not write that. You could not make that happen. Like, I'm going to write a song today that kids are going to be singing in malls 50 years from now. Right. And superstars redo it. Right. It's it's right. like the, the, a classic Christmas song he wrote on a whim and yep. under pressure. <laughs> yeah. And had kids come in and try it. And then it just becomes yep. some timeless thing. So good. So and good. the ending of them singing the hymns. Mm. It's perfect. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So the tree comes. Everybody's pissed. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's stupid. You are dumb. And he kind of. Stress wa- dream. Yeah. He kind of walks off sad. Well, no, he doesn't walk off yet because my boy Linus. Mm hmm. Yep. He well, Chris Charlie Brown kind of shouts, "Is there anybody here who knows what Christmas is really about?" <laughs> and right. then Yes. Now I'm assuming this is your chunk chunk too. Maybe maybe I assume too much. 
Yeah, um, I'll uh, I'll chunk in here too, bro. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> Might be as well double chunk. All right. This this Linus monologue. Yep. How long is it? Maybe a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. You think? Yep, something like that. Where Charles Schultz, who I think is a religious man, I've read, yep. mm-hmm. uh, gets the Christmas story in, and he does it. And I think this is how he avoids being preachy. Mm. It's just straight scripture. Right. Yep. It's it's not Linus preaching. He at the end he says, and that Charlie Brown is what Christmas is all about. Hmm. But he doesn't do some like he doesn't exposit. <laughs> right. right. Yep. Totally. <laughs> it's just straight from from Luke. Yep. Reads it out. Uh, something with the blanket here. You told me this thing about a blanket. Yes. Okay. okay. So, okay. So here, here's here's where we're at. So he comes out, reads the scripture. Yep. And this is like one of these things that who knows if it was put in here on purpose mm-hmm. or not. Yeah. But when he's holding his blanket, so his blanket is like his comfort item, right? Right. His blanket is what he feels safe holding when he says fear not Mm -hmm. so he's he's the angel is speaking to mary right fear not linus drops his blanket okay interesting so like the idea of um faith over Mm -hmm. fear um and which i think is incredible because okay what was the intro when he's meeting with his psychiatrist about was his fears wow Oh, maybe you have pantophobia. Do you think you have pantophobia? What's pantophobia? The fear of everything. That's it! Right? Yes. Charlie Brown figures out that he's afraid of everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, really, I really wonder if this was on purpose. It yeah. works so beautifully. It's awesome. Uh, my guess is that it was a happy accident. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe not the blanket part, but the theme itself that right. that it, it, there's this theme of fear throughout it that uh, the scripture dispels a little bit at the end. Right. The opposite of a stress dream happens here, which is he's up front Ooh. in full confidence. Yeah. He even mm-hmm. drops that security item. Uh, yep. He's eloquent and everybody's kind of just silenced by it. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard Jeannie Schultz mm-hmm. um, in an interview um, say that um, Bible verses aren't just for in the church or the priesthood. They're for everyone. Mm. And so sh- she was like, why wouldn't we read this? This is part of Christmas. This is part of the story. Yep. This is what it began yep. a- around. Yeah. And then we built up all the other stuff, the consumerism, the the, the real estate. <laughs> Right. Yeah, right. Like, even my dog sold out, Charlie Brown said, right? <laughs> um, yeah. And, okay, so here's something that's crazy is we've built it all up around that, all up about this, this you know, um, the stress about it, the getting together, the wanting it to be perfect. Yeah. And what happened? It actually became depressing mm-hmm. and something that we were like, you know, it, it, it like produces anxiety sometimes Christmas, right? Like, yeah, there's just, there's so many people. There's so much 
stuff you have to do. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you get through the whole thing and then you didn't even really remember what it was about. You didn't stop. Yep. Like that's what Linus does mm-hmm. is he like stops it. Like remember he goes lights please. And that is if you think about it network television there's like five seconds of silence. Yeah. Right like this like when we put put this on the Gomer podcast last year and I played the clip I played the whole thing but there's silence in it. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. So rare that you would ever see that. If ever, yeah. uh-huh. on network TV because it's like fill it all up, right? Which is the right. same thing with Christmas and wanting to right. fill all the space, make mm-hmm. it perfect, make it great, manage yep. every relationship just right. And, and you're right. And you're right. Lions is is like that's not how you're supposed to be acting, right? If you really want me to tell you, uh huh what Christmas is about. It's this quiet, calm, peaceful story. And that's where the power is. And that's what it's really about. And it just changes everything about the whole, Mm. the the whole kind of the, the runaway train that this movie is up until then. Yeah. Yep. And then what do they go into? They go into like a worship experience. (laughs) That's right. right. Yeah. They go. So they get, they go to, they dis they literally dismantle commercialism <laughs> because right. Snoopy yep. has won the contest for best decorated house. Right. Uh, they take they they take that from that kind of totem there and they put it yep. on Charlie Brown's tree, which to tell you the truth, I preferred as mm. kind of the droopy thing. Uh, hmm. But they make it yeah, beautiful. And then you're right. right. They sing. What song do they sing? Hark the Herald Angels Hark the Herald Angels sing. Where they all like look straight up into the sky and yeah. their mouths yeah. open. <laughs> and then maybe that my iconic favorite look. Right, maybe my favorite kind of visual of the film is when Charlie Brown comes and sees the tree and he's like, mm-hmm. You're not gonna be able to see this listener, but he's like <laughs> And he like jumps. <laughs> he's so yeah. surprised and full of joy. And then yep. he joins them in, like you said, this kind of worship service to close the movie. Mm. So awesome. Um, wow. Okay, so here's something Aaron and I were talking about last night. Mm-hmm. So the meaning of Christmas is going back to the original story. Right. Mary is told not to fear. And then she is one of the bravest people mm-hmm. to ever live. Mm-hmm. Um one of the most important people to ever, you know? Yeah. So, like, tons of other Christmas movies have had different meanings. Like, family. Uh-huh. You know, it's all about family. Togetherness. Or it's all about togetherness. Now, they do do that. Yeah. Because what ends up happening is they they hear this story, they remember what it's about, yeah. and then they unify. Right. And gather together. Um, and it is beautiful. It is friendship. It is family. Right. Um, you know, giving is better than receiving. Yep, that's another that's a big classic. One. Yeah. Um, believe in Santa. Just believe. Believe, right? So your Polar Express, right. which is just like you can't even yes. hear the bell unless you believe. <laughs> right. The end. Believe. Yep. Um. Yeah, but I don't know. Is there any other popular movie you know where this is the 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 meaning of it all? Is there the is story? There is a really funny part in Pee Wee's Christmas Special. 
where uh-huh. <laughs> where they ask, uh, what is the name of that? Uh, never, I can't remember. It's Magic Screen. They ask Magic Screen, what's the true meaning of Christmas? Oh, yeah. And Magic uh-huh. Screen shows like maybe 20 seconds of a nativity play. Really? Yeah. And says, huh. that's the true meaning of Christmas. I think it's a... Uh, <laughs> I think they are mocking this scene okay. in Charlie sure. Around Christmas. It's sure. actually pretty funny and fun. But you're right. As far as like a completely sincere, earnest scene, yep. uh, I can't think yep. of another one. And that's why it's played so often in like Christmas Eve services right. at church. Yeah. They will play this uh-huh. because there's no sarcasm. There's no nothing. It's just like straight earnest sincere you're you're so right it's so innocent Mm -hmm. and it's a little dude yep reading it from like from like his heart you know it's like memorized it's like in his heart right you're right he's not reading it he's reciting it yeah it's great Hmm. all right awesome well obviously we love this movie yep now it's in the hands and i (laughs) i'm nervous to do this but do with it what you will audience listeners it's your turn um you need to follow us on facebook two gomers so facebook.com slash two gomers follow us on instagram perfect movie podcast uh or go to our website perfectmoviepodcast.com and you get to vote on whether you think this is a perfect movie i think we should probably reveal this before christmas comes so we'll reveal this on our home alone episode whether or not people think Mm. a charlie brown christmas is a perfect movie Awesome, dude. We have some listener feedback. We do. We have a couple other fun facts about the movie. Yep. Should we just head over there? Let's do it. what's coming to me all i want is my fair share it's me the actress who played sally in charlie brown christmas now it's time for listener feedback i'm sally from (laughs) i I just adore it i i think it's so cute and funny when they do that oh it's perfect this one's perfect it's perfect, and we're telling you that, and you better vote it, or we're going to be mad. Just kidding. I, I don't. Right. I don't like. I really don't know how these things are going to turn out. Right. Case in point, a few good men. We've got to start mm. out with our few good men results. Does it get yep. on our perfect movie list? Right. Okay. So, let's start with the audience. Start with the listener. Okay. Like I said, dude, a nail biter. Yeah. <laughs> Jurassic Park. It was not. Right. There there was a moment where it was 50-50. Wow. Like, I, I, I really did not know what it was going to be. So people vote right. on uh, facebook.com slash twogomers. They vote on perfectmoviepodcast.com. And they also vote in our polls that we put up periodically. Uh, more than once, usually, you get a chance to vote in the poll on our story on Instagram, Perfect Movie Podcast. So 
54 <laughs> percent yes <laughs> well, now that does get somebody elected president well, that's true um so we've got to say yes then but man that's telling right I, yeah I, I actually think people that haven't seen the movie still vote yeah <laughs> some people say haven't seen it so i'm not gonna but i'm sure there are people out there that are like mm, sure yes i mean if the sure, gomers yeah. think so uh right so i don't know so let's go yours and my vote next is it a perfect movie is it is a few good men a perfect movie do you want to say what you think yeah i think it is okay so we've got two yeses uh-oh here we go Guess what? Uh-oh. I'm going to say no. Wow. I can't believe it. Now, it, it helps that we kind of changed the rules a little bit a couple episodes right. ago where I don't right. feel beholden to it. I'm just thinking, okay, full transparency. My thinking is 54%. Our listeners aren't sure. Yep. I, so th- we're going to have to figure this out as we move forward. I've, I'm yeah, swayed by that them is- a bit. Super low, dude. If you got 50 yeah. per, 54% on Rotten Tomatoes, you would not go see that movie unless it was UHF or something. Right. So I know it's this is supposed to be my opinion. We also heard from a listener uh, that she has an issue with it because it literally only has one woman in the cast. Yep. Mm. <laughs> and we talked through this during A Few Good Men, right? Uh, that... That kind of makes sense because she, there's a lot about her being in the boys' club, right? And yep. uh, but still, that swayed me a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm gonna say no. Okay. Because I'm looking at our list coming up, and I'm thinking we can't have every single one of these movies on it, and so I actually think it's not perfect. I do not like the score. Ah, uh, even even. Having been stricken from the record, still can't stand it. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Dang it! Shoot, I'm not allowed to use it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say no. Now it may be that this podcast lasts for decades, and we come back around a few good men, and I change my vote. For, yeah, but for right now, sure. it doesn't get on the list. Okay, and maybe I will too. Who knows? Right. <laughs> we still don't really know what. Like the 54 percent thing is pretty jarring right it is uh so we've got one yes which is jurassic park one movie on our perfect movie list uh few good men is off to the side still on a we love list but not on the perfect movie list okay okay uh let's do just do one listener feedback real quick okay this is sort of christmas themed uh we had a listener ask us this was janie asked us this don't you get sick of watching the same movies over and over, especially during Christmas time. And so I thought mm. this would be a fun one to talk about. Okay, so we we just talked about Christmas is about Jesus. Yep. Right? I mean, that, that's the reason for the season, right? Listen, Linus um, said it. <laughs> we gotta yep. trust Linus. Right. <laughs> um, the next thing... So, so... You know, I would implore our listeners, new and old, spend some time just being quiet this mm-hmm. Christmas season. Yeah. Right? Um, I, I think we should have some more. I think that is something our culture needs 
right is just to like stinking slow down got it um and the other thing is this is a traditional time Mm -hmm. this is a time where we're and you know we've got little kids so we're like constantly forming new traditions right um you have kids you know i'm sure like we've talked about this a million times but there are things that you've probably done every year since noah was zero yes and before um and yeah and but totally yeah Yeah. so like you bring in um sitting and watching this movie that was that predates them speaking (laughs) non-linearly it's the past (laughs) this will happen in the future it's happening now um like you were born into this family yep one thing we do in this family is Mm -hmm. we watch home alone 30 times (laughs) (laughs) and you don't get sick of it right um yeah so but as far as that we don't do that throughout the year and it's part of what makes this season so special so right i definitely don't get sick of it right yeah so uh, i think you're hitting onto something which is that traditions are different than just like i'm gonna watch this movie a million times right for no reason now we Mm -hmm. do that too right I mean, you you fall asleep to Deep Impact every night. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Now, lately, it's been West Wing. Right. Okay. Um, but there are there are movies that we'll just watch incessantly. Uh, yes. But especially since this is the th- there was this Christmas element to this question, movies are a yep. part of our tradition. Right. We have a list now. Things are changing now that I have teams. Right. And so, Jack told me this year. I'm getting kind of sick of some of them. No. And so can we choose a little bit more carefully so uh, it's an every other okay. year thing so that okay. I don't get... I'd rather watch the movie, you know, very mature thinking. I'd rather watch the movie and not be sick of it. So let's put some more space between. Mm. Then I was like, okay, let's take a look at our list. We actually have a list of movies yep. that we watch every... Like a Ooh, Excel I want to see this. Yeah, I'll you show you this Excel doc. Uh, and we went through it. And most of them, he was like, yeah, but we got to watch that. And so even huh. with this kind of pushback, it's still like, yep. well, we can't not watch a Christmas story. Yeah. Even though we know every line, we can't not watch Christmas Vacation. Yep. So our compromise a couple nights ago was we watched the highlights of Polar Express. Okay. Hmm. Which... There are some, I'm not afraid to say it, amazing parts in that movie. Right. I would say mostly non-people related. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everything with the train is great. Uh-huh. Everything yep. with, like, when's the last time you saw Polar Express? Years, dude. Okay. There's this scene. That is not one of our ones that we watch every year. Got it. There's a scene where they lose the ticket out the window. And okay, it's this yep. long kind of scene where the ticket falls and it gets picked up by a bird and then the wolves get it and then it goes into a snowball and goes all the way back to the train. Yep. Classic Silvestri score. Yes. Zemeckis. Yep. Like this happens and so this happens and so this happens and so this happens scene. Right. Incredible. But then. Totally get, like the feather on Forrest Gump. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're totally right. It's the feather on Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, but then when they get to the North Pole, it's this 20-minute creepster scene. 
of these yeah, right. portable okay. elves skip it. <laughs> and then we just go to the end. Yep. So we're figuring this out. Um, how Got to it. continue watching these movies and keeping them tradition even when you have teenagers who uh, just want to go somewhere else. Sure. Or like play a video game or like talk to friends or... Yep. Um, dude, I'm still telling you, with these movies, with these moments, mm-hmm. with the, the food... Yeah. It is nonlinear. You're existing in the past, present, and future at the same time. And sometimes that's bad, right? Right. As we talked about on the Arrival episode, you don't always want to live as a heptapod. But right. especially if it makes you anxious or depressed. But right. if if you're in this time of like developing rhythms, developing traditions, it's good. Yeah. Live in the live yep. in the past and present and future at the same time, that's fine. Yeah. And that's why I love this new tree we got. Like mm-hmm. it was a new thing, and this is now the first thing we're gonna put up every year. Amazing. You know? Yes. That's rare though. It's rare, but you there's know, nothing like, like it. A new tradition. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. I was like, we have to buy that. She's like, Yep. <laughs> I couldn't were... wait to present it. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. You were probably jumping out of your skin with Seriously. excitement. Uh, I couldn't wait to present it before Aaron and Lily. You yeah. know, like mm. that's great. Yep. Hey, we'd love to hear some Christmas traditions, especially around movies. Oh yeah. And so uh, we'll probably put that question up on our various social media spaces online. And so if you want to respond to that, vote for our movie this year or contact us for any other reason, you can go to our website, perfectmoviepodcast.com. You can head over to our Facebook, facebook.com slash two gomers you can go to our instagram at perfect movie podcast you can send us an email perfect movie podcast at gmail.com and of course apple podcasts we love your ratings and reviews yes uh go there right now if you haven't yet it's gonna help us find new listeners get some attention on uh apple podcasts we always love that that would be awesome hey dude yo so one factoid we forgot to mention. Uh-oh. One thing that Charles Schultz insisted on uh-huh. was no laugh track. And they were going to put one in. They wanted there to be a laugh. Now, where would you... Okay, what was the biggest laugh for you guys? The, so, I think the, the 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 point I can imagine a laugh track is that thing uh-huh. that I mentioned earlier where uh, it's set up, set up, real estate. Okay, yep. And there's like a pause there that mm-hmm. feels a little strange. But man, the the biggest laughs for us are that's it flipping and landing in the snow. Yep. Um when <laughs> when Snoopy licks Lucy and she's like, "Oh, uh-huh. I, I'm infected. I've got dog ears. I've got dodgers." Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts to Snoopy <laughs> and he just goes, I ought to slug you. Dog! I've been kissed by a dog! I have dog germs! Get hot water! Get some disinfectant! Get some iodine! Ah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> laugh every time. I mean, the the, the, the dancing is laugh stuff. Yep. But it's not a laugh riot. Then again, that doesn't matter. Have you ever watched The Flintstones? Mm, not for a long time. There's a laugh track on that. Oh, right. And yep. it's just kind of this steady giggle. 
Okay. Or yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, I can picture that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Always, and it doesn't have to be a joke. It doesn't right. have to be funny. It's just the character mm-hmm. says something, and there's like, <laughs> titter, titter. Right. <laughs> well, I think it was a great call. Oh, yeah. It, it's, this That canned laughter would not work here. Yep. And the largest laugh for us, that exact same stuff. Like when when Snoopy just goes, blah. <laughs> you know, like huge laugh every single time. Yes, that's great. Um, by the way, that was voiced by uh, Bill Melendez, the the uh, illustrator. Right. Yeah. Animator. He, he voiced all the barks and blahs. Yeah. <laughs> so they decided so not to do the soundtrack. It was a great call. Aaron Sorkin yep. learned that lesson for second season of Sports Night. Yep. Makes no sense, dude. <laughs> it is not like, a live studio audience. It's no. piped in. Yep. So dumb. So weird. Yeah. So he was watching Charlie Brown Christmas and he's like, yeah, it works better without a laugh track. Let's take it out for the second <laughs> season. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Let's take that out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Love it. Hey, uh, if you want to hear, listener, if you want to check out 11 Years of the Gomers, make sure you go to our other podcast, our other feed, Two Gomers Run for Their Lives. Start with the 10th anniversary episodes. Then you can go back and listen from season one. In fact, we are going to put out uh, in two weeks, right before Christmas, a special called Gomer Movie Chat of Christmas Past, where we're going to yes. put a bunch of clips from those 11 years of us talking about Christmas movies uh shockingly all of some of the same exact stuff <laughs> that we said this week and we'll say next week on our home alone episode next week home alone oh my gosh okay if you haven't seen that movie go ahead and watch that this week yeah the perfect time uh to watch two men being destroyed <laughs> by a little child can't wait i i'm pretty sure there'll be some some score chat actually oh no it's it'll be too late once you hear this because this won't come out i was gonna say if you're in atlanta we're playing it with the atlanta symphony this coming weekend Uh, it's just amazing timing we're gonna talk about home alone at length which we've never done before right after you play (laughs) in uh, play home alone live Uh, it's it's just great great timing yep love it all right dude one more thought okay Sometimes I think Charlie Brown in this movie sounds like Kevin McAllister. Wow. Go back to that clip you opened us up with. His okay. his tone, his rhythms, maybe he's the same age, I don't know. His accent is very wow. similar to Macaulay Culkin. Oh, man. Okay, now I want to check that out. Awesome. <laughs> we can talk about that more <laughs> next week. Great, love it. All right, dude. Have a great week. Okay, safe travels, dude. You too. Have fun watching Home Alone. Yes. And happy viewing. Everything I do turns into a disaster. I guess I really don't know what Christmas is all about. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. 
An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in claws lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown.